you'll know that we're in 21 days of prayer at the moment, but it's the last day of 21 days. So it means if you were also fasting during 21 days of prayer, you can wake up tomorrow morning, have bacon and eggs for breakfast. How good is that gonna be? Uh, But more importantly, we're excited to celebrate the end of 21 days with an epic, I'm just calling it epic, combined service tonight. So at our 5 p.m. service, all of our campuses are coming in from all of our locations, six campuses coming in tonight. We are going to have one power-packed service and I wanna encourage you to double-dip church today, all right? You're here in church already. You're probably thinking, oh, if I'd known, I would've only come out to the 5 p.m. No, don't think like that. You can go back to the buffet for seconds. There ain't no judging here. We want you all to come back out tonight for our 5 p.m. service. We're gonna pack this place out. We're gonna welcome and love on all our campuses and just have a great party together as a family. So I wanna encourage you to do that. Steve is preaching at our Papakura campus today and uh, he's going out there to just go and um, speak to them and see them and encourage them and what they're doing out there. So he says hello, sends his love and uh, he'll be um, back with us next week. Well, I am, as Adrian said, I'm completing and concluding our LEAP series today. And uh, this message was actually one that my dear husband commissioned me to do. He said, I want you to do this one. And you're gonna laugh in a minute as to why that is funny uh, when I tell you in just a moment. Because one of the things that I have learned about my husband in the 15 years we've been married is that he has the most amazing, like astounds me all the time, just absolutely incredible memory for the most unimportant things. He can't remember the important things like wedding anniversaries and birthdays. He struggles to remember his own birthday. He can't remember what we're doing on the weekend as a family or plans that we've put in our calendars. Oh no, he can't remember those things. But he will be able to tell you that In the original tomb of the unknown soldier was buried with it the Knights Templar sword and the unveiling of that tomb was attended by 100 widows, each of them having lost both their husbands and sons in the war. Now, that is a direct quote from the walking encyclopedia himself. I said to him during the week, Steve, give me a fact, go. And that's what he came out with during, (laughs) I was like, okay, all right, settle down. Uh, He just loves information. He loves to learn. He loves knowledge about anything and everything. He listens to podcasts every single day. He's listened to podcasts about how cult deprogramming works. He's listened to podcasts about Munchausen's syndrome, birthmarks. He listened to a podcast about Mike, the headless chicken who lived for 18 months with no head. Fascinating stuff. He's listened to podcasts about Lyme disease and the Black Plague, about the 460-pound man who didn't need to eat for a year about the history of barbed wire, about New York City's water system and how that works, about how they dammed up Niagara Falls, about how ventriloquism works and how smoke signals work. Anything and everything, he'll listen to it. He lives by the knowledge is power theology. Knowledge is power. I, on the other hand, live by the ignorance is bliss theology. Any other comrades in the house today? Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I I don't know. I've always have. I've always thought that way. I've always been like, oh, it is what it is. I don't know how it works or why, but I'm okay with that. I'm just happy trucking along. I don't need to know. What I don't know 
won't hurt me. And the truth is, and this is why Steve has challenged me on this on so many occasions and challenged me to bring this message today. The truth is, I think that many of us, much like myself, probably me more than anybody else, sometimes we can be afraid of what we do not know because it makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit unsure. And because it makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit unsure, we tend to, instead of exploring it more, we push it to one side. And we tend to think, oh, it's not my thing. Oh, that's not really how I'm wired. Or I don't really, I'm not really into all that stuff. And we push it aside and let others, for me, Steve, carry the weight of learning for us. And I tend to depend on him and other people to go, oh, I'll just do what he does. Or I'll just listen to what he tells me I need to do. But the leap I want to talk about today is I wanna encourage you and challenge you to join me in taking a leap of learning. Taking a leap of learning. Now, if I could remind you for just a moment before we go any further about the message that we talked about last week. Can you remember that we talked about last week about this idea of being settled in our comfort zone, right? We spoke about how often we can be in our comfort zone and we like it there because it's safe there, isn't it? It's known there and our comfort zone is what we know. And it's comfy in the comfort zone. But can you remember that we serve a God of more? Exceedingly, abundantly more as we know in Ephesians 3.20 that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever hope, dream or imagine. But the thing about God is that the more is so often placed outside our comfort zone, just outside our reach. And so it's gonna take for many of us a leap of learning, a leap of choosing to grow ourselves, to grow ourselves in our knowledge, to grow ourselves in our faith, to grow a leap of growth in our understanding, a leap of growth in how we view the world, a leap of growth in all that that means. I've heard it said that growth and comfort do not coexist. The comfort zone's real good, but nothing ever grows there. I wanna challenge you to take a leap of learning or a leap of growth today. Let's take a look in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse five, and it's in your notes there, starting at verse five, where it says, so devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness, and to goodness add understanding, and to understanding add the strength of self-control, and to self-control add patient endurance and to patient endurance at godliness, and to godliness at mercy toward your brothers and sisters, and to mercy toward others at unending love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus more intimately. I'm going to Uh, give you some really practical tools in just a moment. But before I convince you that it's a good idea to take a leap of learning, there are three things I think you ought to know. The first is this, God desires for us to grow. God desires for us to grow. I believe God wants us to grow so that we have the capacity to carry the more that He has got for us. Check it out, what it says in our Scripture. 
Let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Peter is saying here, don't just stop at faith. He's saying, don't just stop at faith, go for goodness too. And why stop at faith and goodness when you can go after and pursue understanding? And don't just stop at pursuing understanding, add to that strength of self-control. But why stop at strength of self-control? And he goes on and on and on. The list goes on. What is Peter saying? He's, pay, he's saying, he's challenging us to continue to grow. He's saying, don't just stop at faith. I want you to grow in this area as well. And don't just stop it there, but grow in this area as well. Peter is saying that if you want fruitfulness in your life, i.e. the exceedingly, abundantly more that God has for you, then we cannot stop this process of learning and growing in these ways. If you're gonna take a leap of learning today, we have to know that it's God's desire for us to grow. Number two, the second thing we've got to know is that growth always requires a stretch. Growth always requires a stretch. I think it is one of the key attributes of growth is the sense of being pushed to our limits, right? the sense of being pushed to our absolute limit. I mean, you all know when your kids are growing because they get pushed to the limit of the clothing that they're wearing. You know that they're growing because their little toes are pushed to the limit and sometimes beyond the limit of the shoes that they are wearing. Stretch, being pushed to the limit is a key sign that there is growth happening in your life. But the stretch isn't comfortable, is it? In fact, oftentimes the stretch is incredibly uncomfortable. I recently started um, going to a, uh, a class in the gym and you do lots of stretching. I'm probably one of the most unflexible people that I know. And I'm looking around the room going, how do you like I'm not sure that should even be possible. Like, And I'm trying to stretch and I'm in pain and I'm going, this is not comfortable. Surely this can't be good for me. And yet I know that it's in that uncomfortable stretch that my body is actually able to go to places I didn't think it could go. And the same is true in our lives and in our walk with God is that oftentimes it's in the stretching places that we're able to grow and get to places with God we didn't think we could go before, but it takes that slow stretching out of our capacity to see the growth happen. If we're gonna take a leap of learning, we have to know that it's always going to require a stretch. And number three, number three, write this down. Growth brings an increase of fruitfulness and productivity. We have to know that growth brings an increase of fruitfulness and productivity. That very last bit of our verse that we were, we're reading in 2 Peter, verse 8, and this is the New Living Translation. It says it like this. It says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I wanna be productive and useful with my knowledge of Jesus in my world. All right, so we know it's God's desire for us to grow, but team, it's gonna take some stretch. 
And that's gonna be a little bit uncomfortable, but we know that the result of that will be productivity and fruitfulness. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'm on my own here, but I'm ready to go there. You ready to take a leap of learning with me today? All right, I'm ready. The front row's ready. Okay, I've just, I've just sort of thought about three areas I really think we could grow, okay? And it may be that you find yourself relating to one area more than another. I don't want you to get overwhelmed with all three areas. I want you to pinpoint one area in your life that if you could change that, it would mean changing the playing field for everything in your world, okay? And what's gonna happen is I'm gonna speak and some resources are gonna come up on the screen. Please feel free to get out your phone and photograph the slides that are coming up. It might be easier for you than trying to hurry and write them down. The first area that I believe we could all grow in is the area of spiritual growth. The area of spiritual growth. A few years ago, we ran a particular small group for a bunch of leaders in our church. And there was one time when Steve set the task for all the leaders in our church to read the book, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. That's gonna come up on the screen. That's your first resource. The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Now, this book is exactly what it says it is. The Case for Christ, a journalist's personal investigation of the evidence for Jesus. This is not a light read, guys. This is not a sit down with a cup of tea and just wanna block out everything and just zone out read, all right? This read requires some thinking, okay? Now, in our small group at the time was a gentleman, a friend of ours, was one of our amazing small group members, but he had a really um, strong gift in the prophetic. Now, that simply means that God had gifted him to hear from God, whether it's a sensing or through pictures or dreams. He could hear from God and gain insight into things that were happening around and about him. And he had a really, really, really strong gifting. Like he was accurate and really good. So one day Steve was catching up with him and he said to him, hey, how are you going reading the case for Christ? And this friend of ours says, oh, you know, I started it, but I put it away. It's not really my thing. If I need to know any answers like that, I just ask God and He tells me. That was his, the kind of relationship he had with God and that was the strength of his gift. And so once Steve said, oh, okay, well, see how that goes for you. Well, one day they had some people over for dinner and these were friends of theirs that they'd had for many years, but they weren't going to church and they didn't know God. And conversation started about church, about God, about creation and about Jesus. And his friend, through the conversation, says, so what basis do you even have to know that Jesus was real and that He was who He says He is? And so our friend does what he said he'd do. And he says, God, tell me now, what should I say? Do you know what God said to him? If you read the book, you'd know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, a lot of the time when it comes to uh, things about theology or apologetics or things that seem really deep in our faith or biblical teaching, often we can think, oh, it's not my thing. I'm not really into all that stuff. And what we do is we limit ourselves and we limit our growth potential to grow deeper in our faith. 
But what we need to understand is actually how important it is for every single one of us to no longer rely as we mature as Christians, to no longer rely on simply what is handed to you on a Sunday, but to begin to learn how to dig out the treasures of God for yourself. And that's where the fruit comes for you in your Christian walk. We've got a couple of podcasts that we would highly recommend that are gonna come up on the screen now. If you're looking for deeper teaching about the Bible, clearer understanding about the Bible, um, there's a lot of things in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that can be a little bit hard to get your head around and understand. This um, website, thebibleproject.com, is a really great website. It, it does two things. So they have a podcast that you can listen to, which is really great. Um, I often listen to it when I'm driving in the car because we drive a long way. Um, but the other thing that it's got is on their website, you can watch little videos and it takes you on a journey of the Bible and they animate the videos so you can see it as well as hear about it. That's really great for the Ignorance's Bliss team, all right? That's great for people like me. Uh, that is an excellent resource. The other one is a really new one that we've just discovered called TheosU. The website is theosu.ca. This is best described as Netflix for spiritual growth. You subscribe to it and then you can log in on any of your devices like you would Netflix. And then there's videos and things that you can watch. This is for people who would love to dig deeper into the Bible, into Scripture, into theology, but you don't have time to go to Bible college. You've got a full-time job and a household, you know? You just don't have time or it's not the right season for you to be able to do that or you can't afford to be able to do that. This is perfect for you. Or perhaps you've been to Bible college when you were in your 20s and you just want a refresher or you just love that stuff and you wanna get stuck in or perhaps you want a different perspective on some of the books and things that you've read. That is perfect. I want you to ask yourself the question, is there an area of my spiritual growth that I'm neglecting? Is there an area of my spiritual growth that I am neglecting? Number two, the second area for growth in your life is relational growth. Relational growth. And I actually wanna speak to parenting for just a moment because parenting is one of those subjects that I think is the most sensitive among friends. Like talk about anything with friends except don't you talk to me about my parenting because that hurts, right? And yet we don't wanna talk about it, but it is what, the one thing we are most petrified of getting wrong because they're our kids, right? Uh, Judah, our oldest child, he's nine. He is super sensitive. He's got lots of big emotions. And last year he went through a bit of a rough patch and he was really low in those emotions a lot. He's a creative, sensitive, moody, broody kind of character. Um, super sensitive and a bit of a perfectionist. He has very high expectations of himself and everyone else in his world. And we were, as parents, we knew looking at him that we needed to help him navigate his big emotions so that when he comes as an adult, he's not still struggling with the same things. And yet we had no idea what to do. We didn't know what to say. We'd say that and that didn't seem to work. We'd do that, that didn't seem to work. We tried the hard parenting approach. We tried the soft parenting approach. 
We tried the supportive listening approach. We tried the, you know, being a bit more tough line approach. We just didn't know what to do. Church, the thing is that so often we feel like we're drowning in our parenting. And I think every one of us does at some point. Because when you go to the birthing suite, they don't hand you nappies, wipes, and a manual, instruction manual for how these things are gonna turn out, do they? No, they don't, because every child is different. My child is different to your child. But not only is it my child different to your child, my two children are different. So I think I've got it worked out the first time, then I get second time around, I'm like, uh uh-uh, no, I got nothing worked out at all. Can I encourage you, don't drown and try to save yourself, reach for the life raft. Steve and I booked ourselves into a parenting coach session with the parenting place. And we went and we were able to unpack what was going on with Judah. She gave us tools and strategies. And we've been able to use them over the last six months to try and give him tools to be able to manage what's going on in his little life. The Parenting Place is one of New Zealand's top resources, I believe, for parenting. They run toolbox courses, They have, as I said, coaching sessions. You can go for one-on-one coaching sessions and they work with your children as well. There's another couple of books I'd recommend. They're gonna come up on the screen now. One called Parenting, which is the top Christian parenting book for 2020 at the moment. Parenting, 14 Gospel Principles that can radically change your family. And then um, there's the five love languages as well, which I think is um, for any parent, I think that that thing doesn't get old ever. Um, so important, gives you so much insight into your kids. And then of course, the classics by Ian Grant, um, Growing Great Boys and Growing Great Girls. Your area might not be parenting, might be marriage, your relational area for growth. It might be with, look, it might be with extended family. There might be some stuff going on. Whatever it is, choose to grab hold of the life raft. Don't drown and try and save yourself. Choose to grab hold. Seek the help that is needed. And finally, the team can come and join me now. The final area that I wanna challenge you to take a leap of learning in is in personal growth. I wanna challenge you to take a leap in the area of personal growth. Over the summer, I read this book. It's called The Road Back to You. The Road Back to You, an Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery. And it's by Christian Ian Morgan Cron and co-authored by Susan Stable. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know what the Enneagram is, it's a personality profile test. Um, it come, you, you come out with, a, with like a personality type in the same way that you would when you were a golden retriever or an otter or whatever it is, that one, you know. It's been around for many years, but it's become very popular at the moment. So I thought, I'm gonna look into this. So I read this book. It was a brilliant eye-opener, not just pulling the veil off my own personality, but it also pulled the veil off for the personality of everyone else in my world. It's one of the most accurate personality profile tests I have ever encountered, but it wasn't all feel good and fun. It stretched me. There was stretch in it because at times it felt like it was a great big kick in the guts to hear reading about my own personality profile, reading about all of my deadly sins and my negative attributes and all of the things that I think wondering how on earth the author of that book got hold of my diary. Like it was that accurate. I was like, how do you know that about me? Because it was so real. And and the worst thing for my personality type, type one, the perfectionist, is that now everyone else who reads it's gonna know about me too. (laughs) What I realised in reading this book is that none of us are without our passions and our strengths. 
neither are any of us exempt from fears and weaknesses and deadly sins and gut reactions and negative past experiences that shape our views, our attitudes and our responses. In other words, we could all do with some growing in this area. And what I realise is that by growing me, by growing me, I'm actually also growing how I lead, love and relate to my children, my husband, our staff, our friends, everyone around me. And it may be you get a book like that or it may be that you go to counselling. Look, because I've got a friend who goes to counselling every year, not because she's messed up, but because she recognises that she's always got room to grow. And so it may be that you go to a, I don't know, a spiritual director or a life coach or something like that. The thing is, is that every single piece of nature, part of nature, left to its own devices, always tends toward decay. When I have a day at home on my own, my favourite thing to do is to spend the day pottering and getting the house like spotless. And I put everything back where it needs to be and everything's clean, the floor's vacuumed, everything's in its place. And I stand there and I just go, (sighs) and then Steve and the boys come home. And within five minutes, it's like a tornado has hit the place. Why? Because everything naturally left to its own devices leads toward disorder. It's why we have to brush our hair every morning. It's why we have to wash the car. It's why we clean our desk. It's why we do the gardening. Imagine your garden left to its own devices with no weeding, no tending, no care. It would overgrow, wouldn't it? It would become full of weeds and it would bear no fruit. It would bear no fruit. If I, as a human, if I don't choose to grow, I will always lead myself back to my sinful human nature. I will lead myself back to laziness and apathy, back to anxiety and worry, back to anger and bitterness. I will not bear fruit. We need to make a decision to believe that it's God's will for you to grow. And yes, it may require an uncomfortable stretch, but His plan and purpose for you is that you would bear fruit. Fruit, not just for you, but for others and the Kingdom. Amen. Come on, let's determine to take a leap of learning today. Let me pray for you. God, I thank You for every person seated in this room. I thank You, Lord, that there is something in their world that You were just tugging on today. And Lord, I pray that as they inquire You about that tug, Lord, I pray You would give them a boldness and a courage and a desire to step out of what's comfy and easy and choose growth today. And Lord, I pray as they step out, would You meet them? God, would You, in the stretching, would You bring them everything they need? Lord, would You fill them with more capacity and fruitfulness and productivity? God, I pray that as they take steps of learning and growth, 
Lord, we would see them become more fulfilled and content and grow into all You've created and destined them to be. In Jesus' Name, just with every head still bowed and every eye closed, there is one leap that Steve and I have been encouraging people to take all throughout this series. And we've said it at the end of every message for the last two, three weeks, that the greatest leap you could take is a leap to say yes to Jesus. And I would love to help you with that leap today. If you are sitting in this room and you do not know God, or maybe you did a long time ago, but if you were honest, you'd say you are far from Him now. Today's your day to come back to Him. Today's your day to take the leap to say yes to Jesus. In a few moments time, I'm gonna pray a prayer and I'm gonna ask you to pray it along in your heart because God loves you. He loves you with an unconditional, no strings attached love and His greatest desire is that He would live in relationship with you. But the truth of it is that the sin, the wrong, the way that we go our own way and turn our backs from God, it separates us from Him. But in His grace and His mercy, 2,000 years ago, He sent His Son, Jesus, to live a perfect and sinless life and die a sinner's death on a cross in order to close the gap between you and God and allow you to come back into relationship with Him. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then you are saved. And in that moment, we're not only given eternal life with Him, but we're given a fresh start today, a hope and a future. I'm gonna pray a prayer in just a moment. And I want you to pray it along in your heart with me and mean it with everything that we've got. Are you ready? We say, dear Jesus, thank You that You went to the cross for me. I choose this day to accept Your forgiveness. I choose to follow after You. Would You come into my life, be my Lord and my Saviour. Thank You that on this day You've given me eternal life and a fresh start with You. In Jesus' Name, with every head still bowed and every eye closed, I wanna encourage you to take just another small leap. I'm not gonna call you to the front. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna make you do anything, but I'm gonna ask you to take one more leap. I'm gonna count to three and I'd love for you just to lift up your hand so I can see it, so that I can acknowledge you and know who I prayed for today. If you're saying, Bex, count me in on that prayer. Bex, I need Jesus in my life. I've taken that leap or I've come back to Him. On the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up nice and high. I'll see it, then you can pop it back down. Are you ready? Be bold, be brave. One, two, three. All across the auditorium. Fantastic, down the back, I see you. Two down the back, awesome up the front here. Fantastic, just to my right. Awesome in the middle on this side over here on my left. Anybody else on the mezzanine? Awesome, I can see you up there. Anybody else you're saying, Bex, count me in on that prayer. Fantastic, all the way down the back there, I see you. I see you, wonderful over here to my left. Anybody else? 
God, I thank You for every life turned around for You today. I thank You that they are changed and transformed and forgiven. And I thank You for the new life that You have given them, the purpose and the hope that they can live for. Jesus, right now with all of heaven, we celebrate and we praise You today. Come on church, would you celebrate what God has done? Incredible. Oh, what a great word this morning. Something we can take and apply and uh, be people who continue to learn. And I wanna encourage you, if you prayed that prayer this morning and you popped your hand up and you meant it, or maybe you didn't pop your hand up, but you, you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you wanna start a relation with Jesus or you have started one. I wanna encourage you to grab this card, orange connect card, maybe it's on your seat or on the ground or somewhere around you. And on the end of every aisle, there's a pen. I wanna encourage you to fill out your details. On the left side, you can give us a way to contact you, whether that's a phone number or an email address or whatever you're comfortable with. And on the right side, you can indicate to us that you've made a commitment to follow Christ. Second box down, you can tick that box. And in a moment, our offering bucket's gonna go by and you can simply pop that card in the offering bucket um, or you can put it in one of our connect boxes in both our foyers. And what we wanna do is we wanna get in contact with you and help you on this journey. We wanna give you an invite to Alpha, which is a course where you can discover more about who Jesus is, more about what Christianity is all about and, and a place to ask questions and have conversations uh, about uh, why we're here and, and what this is all about. Uh, and not only that, we wanna get alongside you and give you a Bible if you don't have one and just help you to do the journey of faith. We're not gonna stalk you or show up your house or anything like that. What we wanna do is, is help you and, and connect with you. So again, fill out that card and we'd love to get in contact with you in regards to that. There's also a number of other boxes you can tick. Maybe you, you wanna join a small group. Uh, Sundays are great, but Sundays are not enough. All throughout the week, we're, we're meeting across the, across the city, across the, uh, our, our suburbs here in East Auckland, uh, in cafes and in, in homes and church. And uh, we want you to be part of that community. We want you to be part of a small group where, uh, where people know your name, pray for you daily and, uh, and just do life with you. And so again, you can tick that box and we'd love to get you connected in a small group. And, and number three, growth track. Uh, we believe that every single person is gifted. Everybody's got uh, gifts and talents that are unique to you, that you're wired in a certain way. And we wanna help you understand that and discover that because uh, we believe that when you do, you, you can make a difference in your world like, like nothing else. And so uh, growth track runs across four weeks. We have both a 10 a.m. course and a 4 p.m. course. And so we started this week, but you can come along to the 4 p.m. or just jump on next week, week two. And we run every month. And so if you miss one, you can just jump on the next month. Over four weeks, we unpack who we are as Elam, what makes us unique, what our DNA, what it means to follow Jesus. And number three, who you are and how you're wired. And then we put it all together and tell you how you can make a difference in your world.